Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope you have had the best and the most amazing week ever. If this is your first time tuning in with Conversations with Toy, welcome. Do not make yourself, you know, scarce. Find your way back and look at all the podcasts that we have. We have things, or I should say, I have things talking about mental health care, dating, marriage, children, non kids. Like we have everything. There's something for everyone. Thank you for tuning in. To those who listened in last week where we were talking about Black maternal health, you guys are amazing. Obviously, you really enjoyed that episode because the numbers have been doing what it's supposed to do. And I appreciate each and every last one of you. I am so grateful. Now, this week has been crazy. Now, we've had several shootings that have taken place where children have been injured or unfortunately killed. And for things that I think even I as a person have done. I've driven my car into people's driveway, not fully, but just kind of like, you know, to do a little U-turn. You know, you go to a car that's not yours. You think it's yours because it looks just like yours and you discover that it's not yours. Um, You stop at somebody's house and you get the wrong address and you knock on the door. And yet these three incidents have caused complete catastrophe for these families. And it's, it's pretty shameful. It's actually pretty shameful just on this, on the strength of, again, these are things that everybody does. And I mean, or at least has done once. Right. And so my heart goes out to the families that are affected by this uncontrollable, senseless acts of violence. In addition to that, Philadelphia, if you don't know, I live here in Philadelphia with my husband and children and Philadelphia is doing the absolute most. And I say that with pain in my heart and confusion in my eyes. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I am confusion. I am legit trying to understand how in the actual world have we gotten ourselves to the point where young kids, I'm talking about nine, 10, 11 years old are riding around with older kids or kids their age and literally terrorizing the whole city. They're going from place to place and surprisingly are in areas like city, uh, line Avenue, not city line Avenue, but city hall. How are you that close to where police are supposed to be? You know, I would one think that they would be. And just about every weekend, there's a, there's a bunch of young people terrorizing people, robbing them. Um, they're coming in groups of people and it's a scary, honestly, it's a very scary time. It legit doesn't make any sense and it's extremely scary. And so again, we're dealing with this, all of this, this craziness, all this foolishness. And I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't even know what we're going to do. I mean, at this point, the way these children is acting up or my, like my great grandmother would say, these children is acting up. It's going to be almost time to pull in the national guard. Now, when they start pulling the national guard on your precious babies, you know, them little, you know, and I think everybody's child, you know, everybody's mom and daddy think their child is, you know, good children. Everybody's like, my baby is, it just loves Jesus. And he just goes to school and he just does what he's supposed to do. But I'm more of a realist. 
And if you got little hellions, I hate to call them that. But if the shoe fits, you got to tie them up. Because at this point, these children is tearing up the city. They are terrorizing people. They are just causing all kind of havoc. And so when they start to pull in the National Guard, I, I don't want you, especially the parents who don't have no types of control over their child. I mean, you don't know where your child is, who they've been hanging out with. You don't have tabs on them. I have a almost 14 year old. You can best believe I know exactly where she is. Now, let's not get this twisted. That does not mean that she's not going to go into her teenager years and I'm going to have to deal with some things. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at all because you can have your whole body and sense on your child and your child still do stuff. But when you are exclusively involved with your child's life and they start to do a couple of things, they ain't going to go but so far. They're not going to go so far because you have a hold onto them. You are mindful of them. You know who they're hanging out with. You research. Let me tell you something. I check my children's phone. I check text messaging. I check search um, histories and I do it without them even knowing it. Just go in and check every time they go to charge their phone because they're not allowed to keep their phones in their room. Hello, parents. If you are paying that cell phone bill and them phones are not cheap, why y'all letting y'all kids keep them cell phones in their room and then wonder why they're so tired? Right. So we don't allow our kids to take their cell phones in the room. So we keep them things with us. Right. Or they stay downstairs in the living room so they can be charging and you can pick it up in the morning and go out the door for school. And honestly, it's just so that we can keep a hold of you. Can I call the school and get a hold of them? Absolutely. But in this day and age, children need to be somehow connected. We also have locations and locators on their phone. So unless somebody done took the phone and even if they do, I'm going to still figure out where they at. So. I don't know. I just think parents need to get back to parenting. And I've always said parenting is one of those topics that people shy away from because if you say you're parenting one way and somebody else says they're parenting another way, both ways can be absolutely right. You do what's best for your child and what works for your home. But if any time your children leave your home, whether you are knowing or not, and they go around terrorizing and busting up property and hurting people, you are not only financially responsible, but if they start putting some of y'all's parents into jails, y'all would stop, right? And I get it. There's some parents who they had their kids so young that they trying to be their little teeny bopper friends. I'm not trying to be my my kids' friends. We'll be friends eventually. You know, we have cycles of life. As you get older and you get your own family or you live on your own, you become your parents' friend because you don't got to live with them, right? You always show them respect, but eventually the cycle returns and you're able to be a friend or at least have a friendly relationship with your parents. When you get of age, when you have earned your stripes, when you have, you know, get to the point where you can pay your own bills, when you can pave your own way. This stuff that's going on right now, they had to close basically the fashion district mall, basically down to everybody that is under the age, I believe, 23. So that means if your child thinks they're going to get out of school or skip school and just run in that mall, you ain't getting in there after two. You got to go. If you don't have a proper ID, you have to go. Now, the flip of that is, unfortunately, is that there are 23-year-olds who unfortunately are grooming some of these young boys some of these young girls to do what they want them to do and so they may find a way to bypass it all i'm saying is at this point at some point the summer hasn't even hit yet we are just in the cuffs of spring we can't even get a week's worth of 80 degree weather or 75 degree weather we still having bursts bursts of cold and carrying on what you think is going to happen when it's full blown warm right when it's full-blown showing up wear your your hoochie daddy shorts and your hoochie mama pants where what are we gonna do then right what are we gonna do all i say is this i don't know what the mayor's gonna do and honestly i just feel like our mayor has checked out i mean i know he said it 
a couple times and he's kind of basically mentally has checked out. And honestly, this whole mayor election that's going on right now is almost like a shit show. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. A lot of these people are giving out these false prophets. I mean, not prophets, but these petitions about what they think they're going to do. And honestly, 90% of them ain't going to do not a darn thing that they claim that they're going to do. They're going to get into office. They're going to do a couple little things for their constituents. And then they're going to be about their way, finding a way to pad their pockets and put whomever had the highest bid of um, money into their pocket so that they can get what they want. Get your kids tight, tighten up on them children. Listen, if you're scared of your kids, just say that, just say that. Cause at this point, y'all going to have more children. And I say y'all, cause listen, I'm not telling you that my kids is angels. I've been saying this, but I know one thing they're not going to be down. Nobody's downtown. Nobody's center city. Nobody's city hall gallivanting and tearing up because I'm going to tell you one thing. If I send my daughter or my ch- children out and so, you know, hang out with their friends and they friends gather them together and they decide to go marching on down there. I'm the type of parent that if I catch you on social media and I see a, a video of you tearing up, or if I f- pull up that phone locator and you ain't where you supposed to be, if I get a phone call about some foolishness that you done did, if I get the police calling me talking about your child was involved, if I see it on the news and I catch a wind of your face, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be the parent that's going to make you an example because what I'm not going to do is allow you to be embarrassment to me. And then you got me out here looking crazy. And then they say, oh, that's, that's Toy's baby. I said, no, that's her. See, my daughter has the same face that I have. She pretty much has stolen my whole face. Somebody going to think it was me. And then that's causing problems too, right? So again, we got to get these parents. I need y'all to tighten it all the way up. Because we got one extreme of people shooting children for no reason just because they just felt trigger happy, right? And let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you real quick. The answer, the story about Ralph Yarl, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, the young boy that was shot by Andrew Lester. Andrew Lester was charged with two felony counts after shooting this teenager because he rang the wrong doorbell. I believe he's up in age, at least over 80. And let me tell you something. They put Bill Cosby in jail. He was over 80. I know some OGs has been in jail and they they probably swinging 80 right now in jail, right? I could care five less about this man being over age. If you have the, the, the uh, caucasity to shoot a child, shoot a child. He wasn't in danger. That young boy wasn't coming to rob him. He was looking for his siblings. All you had to say was, sorry, you have the wrong house and leave now could he have come and thought about maybe keeping his gun near him thinking that maybe something was going to happen I could possibly roll with that but you shot a child you seriously injured a child and honestly the charges need to be attempted murder now I ain't no prosecutor I don't work in the legal field but I'm just saying you shot a child you seriously wounded a child for no reason I know there's going to be a bunch of people that's going to be like well he's older listen here he can be older but has nothing to do with, and I mean absolutely nothing to do with what he did, period. So I'm hoping that justice will prevail because it's a sad state of affair that, again, we are in these times where people, again, can shoot and do things for no reason, just legit no reason. 
Now, there was also a story. I'm going to get these. This is all these Internet street stories that we're talking about before we get into our guests and all the great things that we're going to do and add to our life and add some value to our life. But let's get through these Internet stories. So the last Internet story that I would love to talk about is the young lady who was in Chicago or right outside of Chicago, because I don't even think it's actually really Chicago. And she's getting into some debate with a young lady or at least that's what it appears to be on the video. And then there's an innocent bystander that's trying to basically defuse the situation. She then rams her car into the other young lady's car. Then somehow it gets into another, uh, after she leaves the scene, she gets into another car accident where she flips on her, basically on the roof of the car from the, yeah, from to the roof of the car and jumps out. Like everybody's been using like the Joker meme, but she kind of like jumped out of the middle of nowhere as if she didn't just get into a serious car accident. And I'm just like, what, what is going on? Like, I don't have that tenacity that if I'm in a car accident, I'm laying there till Jesus come, the cops come, the ambulance come, because I don't got all the energy and strength to act as if I'm not hurt because I'm going to get my money. I'm staying right there on the floor for all the things. Now, also, I wouldn't be out here creating these crimes, right? I just wouldn't be. But that's me. And, you know, everybody ain't me. So these are your Internet stories, because good Lord, there's been a lot going on this week. It's really been a lot And I cannot go on with the episode without saying that. In addition, we got to get into our guests. We have to get into our guests today, right? Because I'm excited. Our guest is Patty Oliver, who is an energy healer, author, and a spiritual advisor. She teaches people how to change their entire life by learning to clear unconscious blocks and take back their power. Okay. Patty experienced a death of a spouse at a young age and later was diagnosed with breast cancer. Feeling like the world was against her, Patty realized that she was the only one who could help her to embark on the journey to re-empower herself. This journey led to her career in energy healing. And for the past 12 years, Patty has been helping hundreds of people around the world to change their lives for the better. So we get to talk to Patty. We get to learn about her health crisis. Listen, breast cancer is not a game at all. Absolutely not a game. And I I'm grateful to have Patty on this episode, but I also want to dedicate this podcast to the memory of my friend, Hope Mitchell. She passed away last week and it's crazy because you don't get to always see, like, you know how you try to keep up with someone and you're keeping up with someone and she was sharing her story. Like her name was Hope and she was just about Hope. Like everything about her was amazing. And when I saw that she had passed away, it literally, I just stopped And for days now, I've just been in my heart thinking about her, thinking about her family, thinking about the joy that she was praying and hoping that again, hope as her name was hoping that she would get a, you know, healing and that she would get past that. And so when you see people like Patty who get onto the other side of of cancer and, you know, you got to be grateful for life. And although I am extremely sad and brokenhearted, I think about Hope's family. I think about the lives that Hope has touched. Hope even went so much as meeting my mom and even speaking together at my old church. Like Pope was an amazing and beautiful young lady. And I just loved her vulnerability. I loved that when she was going through anything, whether it was mental health issues or the breast, the cancer, I won't say breast, but cancer. All I know is that she did what needed to be done. And she was an example of love. That's all I've ever known from her. Like, all I've ever known. I've never known. Like 
don't tell me about if y'all knew stories about her. That's none of my business. Not, that's not my concern. You know, we don't always remember what people say, but we remember how they treated you and how they made you feel. And Hope was one of those genuine young ladies. And I just, again, keep her family in prayer. So I dedicate this episode to my friend, Hope Mitchell. And I'm so grateful for Patty for being able to be here to share her experience of going through cancer and share her experiences that, listen, you are in control of whatever it is that you want to be, whatever it is that you want to do. So I want you to take some time tune into the episode. I want you to really, really, really think about what you're hearing and the ways in which you can apply a lot of these lessons to your own personal life. We come from different backgrounds, but one thing is sure, if you want to do better, better is always going to be around you. One thing I've noticed is that when I went from a negative to a positive lifestyle and and mentality, I began to look for it. I looked for it in everything that I did. And so when you look for it, you find it. Thank you, Patty, for being here and tune into the episode. All right. Conversations with Toy Family. We have an amazing treat today. We have Patty Oliver. She is here. She has so much to talk about. And I want to make sure that we give her that space. And you know how we do when we have guests. It's always great to hear different perspectives. We learn something from every conversation. We learn something new. I'm going to learn something new. Um, And I'm excited to that. You know, I love to learn new things. So let's take this journey. Patty, thank you for being a part of this conversation. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Awesome. Well, you have had quite a journey. You've had, I have. You've had quite a journey. Um, <laughs> you know, you've you've you had breast cancer. Talk about that, because although that's not the full story, it's just a part of your story. How Absolutely. significant was that for you? And what are some of the things you've learned from that, that experience? Well, I uh, actually like to say in many ways, I thank God for having breast cancer because um, it it got me off the fence post of uh, doing something. It was uh, a very pivotal time for me um, to kind of wake up and say, I just need to start taking care of me and uh, do things for me that bring me joy and bring me happiness because up to that point, I really was not doing much of that. Uh, I I was the quintessential people pleaser. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I think, for, I think we all, a lot of us. I'll say, I'll, I'll say, you and I are in the same. We were in the same boat, but a lot of people struggle with that. We do, and I think women do. I mean, you know, we're caretakers, and we're and not that men aren't, but you know, we're the traditional caretakers, and we're just, I think, taught from an early age that we need to put everybody else first, and then you get married, and then you have kids, and then you need to put your kids first, and and, and that's all good and well, but you are like important. If you're not well nothing is no one's going to be happy and nothing's going to go well right so it's actually imperative that you find ways to create balance and your joy and your happiness because we're all here to to do that so um yes i I was that quintessential people pleaser and i was really that way most of my life i i like you know i i never put myself first i never said what is it that I want to do? It's like, well, you know, your needs are more important than mine. Um, I'm not good enough to do that. Uh, I I just don't think I should take the time and energy. I don't think it's right. Those were kind of my thought processes. And um, my biggest challenges in life, because we all have challenges called uh, karmic patterns, which I'll talk about. But my biggest challenges were always in my 
relationships, my romantic relationships. And um, I've, I've been married and I've been widowed. And uh, <clears throat> that happened before I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was by the time I was 41, uh, I had two young kids then, age one and four. And I was exhausted. I was depleted. And I, one day I just, I, I, I rolled over in bed. I felt this twinge under my right arm. I felt a lump. And I said, there it is. I just, I, I wasn't surprised, um, Toy. I really wasn't surprised. And I knew intuitively that I just had been, depleting myself of energy and not putting myself first. And not that that automatically is going to lead to something like cancer, but I just, I think it creates the potential for things like that because everything is energy and the body is the last to manifest negative energy, which is usually in the form of illness, ailments, chronic conditions, and disease. I've seen it for years in my healing business. So, uh, and this is before I started healing work. So uh, that's how it started. And that's how I was first diagnosed with the breast cancer. And and like I said, it was pivotal for me. Well, one, I'm glad that you was able to get through that, that because I, you know, so many people, women and some men actually do develop breast cancer as well. And that journey from what I've seen from the outside in has just you know, it can go a million of different one ways. Um, had you been like testing yourself, like, have you been checking um, yourself like every month? Like you just had this twinge and that was just it. I was not testing myself. It was not on my radar at all. Uh, it doesn't run in my family. Um, and uh, so it was the first to have breast cancer in my family. So it wasn't genetic. Um, but I knew I, I was just really exhausted like it, it got to a point where even sleep didn't help it and I knew something is wrong and you know I, I had a, a one-year-old at 41 I thought well that could be it <laughs> but it wasn't you know it's, it's like rainy. there's something yeah <laughs> right it's like there's a reason you should have them younger but but anyway but no I love them but it, it was it it was um an exhaustion that I had never felt before and it was like the universe was actually starting to talk to me. It's like suddenly I was hearing all about breast cancer. It was on the news. It was in my um, space with magazines. I had friends talking about it. I actually started dropping things out of my right hand. Mm. I, you know, I had a favorite bowl in my right hand and it would, I, I, I just dropped it. I'm like, what's going on? It's like suddenly I was being put on notice about cancer was in my field somehow. And I truly believe that. I even sat there going, I bet you I have breast cancer. And then, Gosh. like I said, and I did, I wasn't looking for lumps or anything. It was right. just, I just found it. And then what was also really interesting, um, Toy, is, you know, the first thing you do is, you know, you call your doctor, right? I'm like, okay, I've got this lump. So I had to go in and I wasn't able to see my regular doctor. There was a um, physician assistant. I think I never met this person before and, and didn't know her. And she felt around and she's like, I don't feel anything. You're fine. I said, no, Let me no. Show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I said, give me your hand. It's right here. And she still wasn't convinced. Uh, but she said, okay, you know, I'll 
send you for an ultrasound. I was very lax about the whole thing. And I, you know, I could have let it go, but something was telling me, you need to follow through with this, you know, your body. Right. And um, sure enough, went to ultrasound and they're like, oh, these are usually nothing. You know, don't turn out to be anything. And then the next day it's like, well, we have some news. So uh, I, I'm glad that I stuck to my guns. Um, and then that whole process, like you said, so mine was triple negative breast cancer, which 15 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of options available there. I still think that might be the case. So I went extreme. Uh, you know, I said, okay, double mastectomy, take them, and then what? Let, bring it on. What, what do we need to do here? Because uh, there, there weren't a lot of options. So I, I went through that chemo. I went through the reconstruction and the double mastectomy, and that was that was rough. That was rough. You are probably the third or fourth woman in my circle or people I've come in contact with that have had that particular form of it. So really, yeah. Um, and it's just, a, it's a, it's crazy. And I'm just like, why it's like the people that I knew that had it actually had that, that same kind. Triple negative. Well, and it's, <clears throat> it's more aggressive and there are just fewer treatments available, or at least there were. Right. Um, so I just said, well, let's, let's just do it. And it was stage one, no lymph nodes. So it wasn't, you know, I mean, it's still cancer, but it not as bad as it could have been. Right. I'm like, I don't care. Just let's just be extreme with it. So that's what I did. And I never looked back. Uh, I really looked at it. Like I said, it's this wake up call that, look, I just need to put myself first. Um, life is short. There are no guarantees. And I was just trying to be realistic, not fatalistic, just like, <laughs> hey, it's time, you know? Um, so when I was going through healing for that, I'm like, what's, what do I want to do with myself? What is going to make me happy? I started doing a lot of soul searching. And again, before I even got into energy work, I'm like, I need to know me and I don't know me. And what makes me happy? And what is it that I want to do with myself? And one of the important things for me was to be financially independent based on just where I was at in life. And, you know, I wanted to have a career and a business, um, but I also wanted to be mom. I was like, what can I do? And I, I studied um, skincare and I actually opened, uh, I, I went to school for a year after I was done with chemo at, at night school. And then I opened up a skincare spa and immediately was introduced to energy healing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that energy healing. It's called yes. Akashic. Is it called Akashic? Did I say it right? Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. Okay. Akashic, Akashic Records. And so let's it, talk about what that is because that sure. is. Sure. Let's talk about it. <laughs> A lot of people are like, what? I don't know what that is, but, you know, we'll, I know let's, I let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so Akashic Record is, it exists at the fifth dimension, all right, and it can be accessed intuitively. And it holds all the information about everything and everyone. So every soul has its own Akashic record. And in there holds the information about your soul, your gifts, your strengths, your attributes, um, all the things that you were blessed with for you to use while you're here in a physical body during your incarnations to create your abundance. 
should you choose? And it's always that caveat, should you choose? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we come in with free will. And, you know, you obviously have gifts of communication and I think you're a highly empowered individual. And so you're using your gifts this way. Right. You know, there's many ways that you can use your gifts. There's no wrong way. As long as you're doing it, you're meant to create your joy and your abundance. So I can access that information and then share it with you. And then the other information that's in there is something called your karma. Okay, so mm. karma, <laughs> it's uh, a lot of people have a lot of yeah, things karma. Karma. <laughs> her. Um, karma is simply the energy of a choice that you made in a past life. So we are talking about reincarnation here. You made in a past life that didn't serve you, that didn't align to your soul growth and evolution. And so if you don't balance out a what's called a negative choice or one that doesn't serve you and you don't balance it out in the lifetime that you created it, it creates karma and then laws of karma say that you will come back no matter how many times it takes mm-hmm. to try again to balance that out it can't be any other way so you will be born into the perfect family with all the perfect situations and circumstances for you to basically pick up where you left off and it ends up being all of your repeating patterns, right? We all have repeating patterns. We do. Right? Money problems. Uh, now, ahead. when you speak to someone about Akashic Record and they've mm-hmm. never heard this before, what are some of the first few things that people say to you or apprehensions or things that they're just like, mm, I don't know what that, like, I don't really know. Like, what are <laughs> those things? I can only imagine the, the <laughs> things that are being said you know, about some, you know, when we don't understand something, we'll, we, we say all kinds of things about it. Like it's not okay. Da, da, da. So it's woo woo. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. when well, you practicing something, you know, dark and sinister, but what has been some of the things that you've heard? Well, I have heard uh, some of that. Now, most people that come to me have either been referred or they just have done some homework. They're like, nothing's working. I'm doing some counseling, I've done some therapy, I've looked at this, I've looked at that, it's not enough. And they usually will start Googling, what can I do to get me unstuck, or I don't understand, or mental uh, well-being, or emotional triggers. And and oftentimes, um, things like an Akashic Record reading could come up and like, well, what's that? Um, So oftentimes, they'll say, look, I don't know what they are necessarily so first of all I have to educate them a little bit I have a lot of information on my website so I and I do that purposefully so that they can peruse and go okay um and they're like I don't know if I understand it but let's do it because nothing else is working I mean that's usually when people come to me they're like I don't don't know what else to do Uh, and so when I can access their record and tell them about themselves they're like okay I all right how could she know that um it's in your record (laughs) i'm just reading it i'm accessing it um and and we all can access our own akashic information um honestly it's it's just it's hard sometimes because honestly we're usually not real objective about ourselves um you know we we don't like to say yeah i've i've chosen that and i'm doing that and um, it's hard to know that we are creating our reality through our choices. Just like, you know, whenever I tell people about 
my story. It, you know, I, it's like, it was my choice. I was doing that. Right. I was people pleasing. I was putting myself last. I mean, let's call it what it is. I can't blame anybody else. In the end, it really was my choice. So you start to change your choices once you understand that you can create anything you want. You can take your life anywhere you want, but it's getting through that karma first that's not serving you because that's what's holding you back. I love that. What, you know, using this energy, you figure out, what your gifts are, you, you figure out how to correct some things, you know, this, how do you, and, and does that help with restoring balance and harmony in your body? And if it does, how? Yes, I believe it does. Because here's the thing, everything is energy, right? Everything is energy, your thoughts, your words, your emotions, your actions, everything has a vibrational resonance to it. And energy attracts like energy. And so energy, if 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 you don't deal with, if I, if I, that's the best word I can say, if you don't deal with negativity at the mental, emotional, or spiritual level, it, it, it doesn't go away, right? It, it just gets louder. And the only way it can get louder is to go deeper and the only place you can go is to the physical body so depending on where you're at with your physical health um you know yes anytime you do energy healing it can restore balance and harmony and then we're, we're always changing so our balance is always going to be shifting our chakras and our energy fields are always in flux um, but if you can understand how to bring yourself back to balance through empowered thought, through working through your emotional triggers and your shadow work and um, understanding that you are a choice and you can make a different choice, even if it doesn't, it doesn't seem logical or please other people. That's how you start to bring yourself back to balance. And it will ultimately be reflected in the physical body in some way. Um, I know you know, I had high anxiety, lots of nervousness, um, and not that I don't ever feel any of those anymore, but it has gotten to such a manageable place because I know I can make my own empowered choices and create my life the way I want. So before that, you talk about, you just mentioned about, you know, the people pleasing. And again, I, I want to go in deeper where, when we talk about making it seem as if it's other people, because I know too, I've used the excuse, well, you know, I have to do this. I have to do whatever it is right. that I have to do because, you know, as a mom or as a wife or as a, whatever your title may be, or as, you know, going to work, like, I just want to make sure everybody is good. And, you know, what is it about us that when we when in that flight, that type of moment that we continuously give all of our energy out to other people. And then at the end, we're, like you said, the whole depletion, like right. how do people take that mindset and shift it so that they can put that energy back into themselves or put that energy back into a business that they feel proud about, like taking that energy and using it for good. Well, I think what we have to do is examine why we're doing something because so much of what we do is on autopilot, right? We're just doing it because that's what we're supposed to do. And we don't question it. We just do. Um, and, and maybe you grew up, you know, doing for others and you were taught that that's what you were supposed to do. So you don't question it. It's like, well, I'm supposed to be depleted. That's what I do. And it's like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> and 
you know, <laughs> right. And but but so much of what we do is unconscious and subconscious. So it's bringing awareness to, okay, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of it is usually a really good question to ask yourself. Now, yes, when you choose to be a mom, when you choose to have kids and make certain commitments, it's the right and appropriate thing to make sure you're doing the best that you can at that. And and that's a choice that we make, right? So then it's like boundaries. How mm-hmm. much is too much? Um, why am I doing this? Um, am I doing it because I think I have to? And right. if I think I have to, well, let me look at that. I don't have to do anything. What am I getting out of it? Am I getting an ego boost? Am I getting approval? Um, is everyone taking my energy to the point where I have nothing less to give? It, that's up to you, right? Um, so it's always about boundaries, about saying no and understanding your motivations for why you're doing things. Um, and saying no is hard for a lot of people. I've always said numerous times that flexing the no muscles is like, where you need to be because sometimes again like you said we're just saying yes can you can you pick up my dry cleaning for me yes when reality of it is is that you were designating that time that you could have been doing that to like say i'm going to take a nap or i'm going to go and take some time to myself but because your spouse or your kid or somebody's saying well can you and they're so used to you saying yes that when you don't place that boundary the only person you really can be mad at is yourself because every time you've had the open door when a question was asked and you're not taking the time to think is that taking me away from something that i had already intentionally had to do something that i need to do or is it just time for me to take a break period and then it's like well I'm going to tell them yes. And the next time I'll get to me. Yeah, that's what we do. Right. (laughs) And next time never comes. And, you know, that's the thing too, Toy, is when you start saying no, it upsets people. Uh, And that's understandable, right? Because it's like, well, what do you mean? You always say yes. And a lot of times we don't want to create that situation. So we just keep doing what we're doing. And that's how years go by and things don't change. And then people get used to us being there, catching them, picking their, um, picking up their slack. And then you, what you want to do is make sure that you, it doesn't turn into enabling. Mm. Um, am I enabling bad behavior on their part? Um, and if so, I'm not actually helping them. Right. Um, there was a story of um, this man, he was, you know, big shot, whatever his job was. And his wife was just the one that was just like the catering type, just made sure he was set up to do the successful things. And they got to the point where, you know, life had went on and they got to the point of divorce. And he started saying all the things that she was doing that basically made him feel like she was a walkover, like he was, she was a pushover and he was taking advantage of it. And so he said, I never asked you, I never asked you to do that. You just did it. I never asked you to do certain things. And I feel like that story has always resonated with me because we do so much and some people are not even asking us. We just get into this flow that we create the problem in the very beginning because we're not allowing, like if you have with another grown person, let a grown person do what they're supposed to do, but we want to be hands-on and help. But reality is we may not be helping at all. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We may not be helping them um, experience the results of their choices and their actions and being responsible for themselves because we all have to be responsible for ourselves and then we could be depleting ourselves like I said and not really doing what we want to do it's like 
I remember when I wanted to start my business and the response from my partner was, well, it's not a great time. I said, there's never going to be a great time. No. <laughs> there's never. always obligation. There's always something that has to be done. And um, why not? I'll make it work. Um, and, and I, you know, it was my belief that, and, and it's a lot of work when we do that, especially as moms with young kids. I mean, my life was crazy for several years, but you know what? I loved it. I was happier. Right. Um, I just, it was such a paradigm shift. Uh, but, you, but you buy into that. It's like, I know it's going to be adding to my life, but I'm going to be creating something that I want on my terms. And I'm okay with that. Right. What are some of the things that you do? Not, you know, just to keep yourself, you know, I know you do the, the checking your energy, but what are some of the other little things that you do that just helps with that? Just to make sure that you're always flowing in the, in the place where you want to be. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I schedule, um, I I'm a spa rat. <laughs> I, I love, you know, so I get a massage once a month. Uh, I get a facial every now and then. Um, I meditate, uh, every day and sometimes just five minutes. I mean, I, it doesn't have to be hours and hours unless, you know, you want you to, but, it's a, <laughs> but you can cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just <laughs> a few minutes. I journal, um, I, uh, schedule time away. Uh, I love to go to the beach and just have a day to myself. I try to do that two or three times a year. Um, and if, and I've also adjusted my work schedule, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think in the beginning we work like too much to get it off the ground, right. but, but the benefit is, is that, well, wait a minute, now that this thing is rolling, I, I can actually pull back a little bit. So I adjust my schedule so that I work maybe three to four days a week. And I work hard when I work those three to four days a week, um, those, types of things are really important as I've been getting older and, and I exercise, I've never exercised in my life. Okay. Uh, and it's so important uh, for maintaining bone health and, you know, your circulation and all of that. I just doing it because I think it's important and I feel better too. I love that because again, I know um, this is confirmation for me because I, you know, with the blog and I, I blog and podcast and it's, yeah. it's and so I've just started to tell people like around me, like I'm pulling back. I'm not, I'm not going to be as present. I need to do some other things. And it's been helpful. A lot of people have probably looked at me like what? And I'm like, yes, it's where it needs to be. It's going to grow obviously, but right now I can pull back and like start pouring that energy back into myself. Well, and you know what, when you do that, you Tell the universe that you are important. You send a, a, a vibrational message out because we live in law of attraction. When you say, I am important, I am empowered, I am deserving and worthy of being in balance, that's a powerful message to send out for manifesting. If I use the, the M word, it's been tossed <laughs> around a lot, right? But yeah. It is because then that's how you bring new people, new opportunities into your space and you create boundaries for yourself so that people start respecting that. And if they don't, then they really weren't maybe as, uh, as good of a support for you as, as, as you, as you might have thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what if someone is listening, you know, you are 
you know, something that you're saying is just like resonating with someone, they're listening and they're like, you know what, I want to know more. I want to be able to, to tune in and, and see if I want to like take it to the next level or find out more information. How would somebody who's listening right now, who is interested, be able to get more information, connect with you, all the things? Absolutely. Uh, I say the best way is to go to my website. It's pattyoliver.com. That's P-A-T-T-Y Oliver. Uh, I have lots of information there about energy healing and um, chakras and manifesting and Akashic records. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm on social media, uh, Patty Oliver Energy Healer on Facebook and Instagram, and they can contact me and get the conversation started. <laughs> I love that you said that. And for those who are listening, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this was not an accident that you're listening to this episode. Um, I do believe that. And secondly, I will always make everything clickable. So the Facebook, the Instagram, the website, you'll be able to just click, 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 click and get this information because I believe that again, we want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm giving you as much resources outside of myself that you can, you know, everybody listens and learns and, and takes information indifferently. And so I'm going to make sure you get all the information so that everybody's good. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So one last thing that you would love to leave with the community of our listeners, um, what would that be? You are meant to have a joyful, abundant, happy life. Uh, but you do need to choose it. And it does involve sometimes being a little selfish, although I don't believe that it's selfish. Uh, you are important. You are here for a reason. There are no <laughs> wrongs. Uh, nothing is random. And uh, just go for it. And if you need some help getting there with some energy shifting or shadow work or mental health work or all of that is in the mix. Um, one is not necessarily more important than the other. And um, I'm here to help. Your uh, wonderful podcast and blog is here to help. There's lots of opportunity. So reach out. Yes, I can't stress enough how much you need to reach out. And this is the thing. When you reach out to Patty, nobody around your circle has to know that you reached out to Patty unless you choose for them to know, which I'm not telling you you can hide it, but just some people get scared about how when they reach out to people, they kind of feel like the world is like watching them. But the reality of it is, is that this is a personal walk. This is a personal decision. And you want to live the best life you possibly can while you're here in this present form. So you got to do what you got to do. So reach out, reach out, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and everything that I do is confidential. I, I work with a lot of confidential personal information and I, it's never divulged ever. So. See, you got confidentiality, you got help, <laughs> you got resources, check out uh, Patty's website, make sure that you look at it. Just if you're, even if you're curious, even if you're yes. right, just go ahead. It's okay. Totally go. Okay. Go ahead and look. Totally. It. Okay. Yeah, totally I love okay it. Okay. To learn and see what you may, you know, have some questions and you can always even just ask a couple of questions. It's all good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, no question is wrong. No question is too small. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and being a part of this community. This is a family and we love that you were one, willing to come and talk and bring your expertise, bring your story. I mean, you've done some amazing things um, with your life and your own energy and, you know, getting through cancer, like, you know, you've done it. And I'm grateful that you're here. Thank you. And I'm, I'm happy to share my experience if, if to help anyone I'm, I'm, I'm able and ready and willing. <laughs>
Love to hear it. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, what did you think about that episode? Patty came with the good. She came telling us about how we can get our lives together and get that energy right. Let me tell you something about energy is not to be played with. This is exactly why you have got to stop giving your energy to negativity and negative things. You know, I get how people felt around me. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I get how people used to feel around me when you would say the sky is blue. And I'd be like, that sky ain't blue. It's going to be black because I see one little baby cloud behind. And this day is so sour and I can't stand being this. Nobody wants to be around Sour Patty. And you know what's interesting about the people who are raggedy and their attitudes is raggedy and they pretty much stink? And I don't mean physically, I mean their spirit stinks because they don't even realize how negative they are. Is the people who who are like that never seem to seem to know them, right? Or they try to play like they don't get it or they try to play like they're not grasping it or whatever the case may be. But you know that you are rubbing people the wrong way. You can't say, well, this is just how I am and this is what I choose to be when you just live and you bathe and you breathe in negative energy. I have a complete turn off. I don't care if you, my best friend down to a cat. I am telling you that the very second that you continuously just have nothing but negative things coming out of your mouth, when everything is a problem or you continuously talk about the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over again, I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the energy for it because I'm not going to sit around that type of foolishness every single day. If I see you in two years, you still got the same bad mouth story about God, everybody and everybody, everybody it ain't everybody is you. I'm here to tell you because I used to live it. I know for myself, it's just you. Right. And I personally at this big old age cannot live this second half of my life by entertaining a bunch of foolishness and this and thus I am so grateful for separation. I'm so grateful for putting some type of blockage in between me and certain people because I'm telling you, I don't have the energy for negative vibes. If everything you talk about is negative, if everything that you do is draining, if everybody is telling everybody can't be telling the same lie. Why is everybody turned off by you? Just you existing and talking because you're so rude and malicious and you just got so much going on. Get your energy together. Take the time to get your energy together because I promise you nothing is more sour than seeing a sour person. You, you just can't. You can't do nothing with it. At least I can't. I'll go there. I can't. Well, tomorrow is Earth Day. Now, listen, we are in global warming and all this other foolishness. And don't think for 2.3 seconds that that ain't got nothing to do with the fact that we ain't treating the earth the way we're supposed to. Now, we all know the tips about doing things like recycling and keeping your energy costs low, making sure you have this certain energy, you know, saving lights and things in your home and all those different things. We know all of those things. But I still see people throwing trash out of their actual window. I saw a car. Me and my husband was together. We were going to an event here in Philly. And there was a man in front of us and we were almost by the fashion district. And this man just took out like a big, basically a bag of trash, like a McDonald's bag full of trash, tossed it right out of his window. You don't think that's going to affect things? Like it's cute when you want to go plant a tree for Earth Day, right? You're going to get up with your family. You're going to plant your little baby tree. You're going to feel good about yourself. And then next week you want to sit there and do something that's going to be detrimental to the earth, right? This is the type of stuff that we got to think about because as though we celebrate Earth Day and everybody wants to be green and go green on one day out of the year, you got to take care of the earth every single day. Because at this point, what are we even giving to our kids at this point? What are my kids going to even have available to give to their kids if we are running around here tearing up this earth? 
right? Why do you think everybody's going to electric cars and different things? Because people are tired. They want to get as much emissions and things out of the atmosphere. They want to clean up the air that our kids are breathing. I mean, let's just say I feel like that's the case, right? I'm not an expert, but that's what I feel. So yes, celebrate Earth Day tomorrow. But again, also keep in consideration of what do you do all year round outside of this one day and this one mindset where you decide to get out into nature and enjoy it. Take a nature walk. You can do things like that. That's helping getting out and just seeing things beyond your computer screen or beyond your cell phone, right? When's the last time you took a hike, right? When's the last time you did an outside activity? I get it. It's going to get hotter. We already know how this works. So when's the next time you're going to do that? Right. When is the next time that you're going to, the other day was, you know, national hanging out day. It wasn't about hanging out with your friends. It was about taking your clothes and putting them on a line outside and drying your clothes because that is less energy that's being put out into the earth. Right. When you're talking about energy with Patty. So it's the same concept. Don't celebrate earth day. And then Sunday you out here tearing up stuff. Right. Put your mindset to where you're going to do the thing you're supposed to do because it's the right thing to do, period. Right. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping. So, again, I want us to do what we kind of do to take care of ourselves, take care of our mental health, take care of the things around us. Be vigilant about the people that you love, love hard. Make sure you eliminate the people under your life that you don't need to have them in there because like we don't need to do any of that. Today's drink of the day to celebrate Earth Day, because again, I want you to celebrate. I'm not telling you not to celebrate. I'm just telling you to think about it all year round is going to be the watermelon mojito. So in the show notes, please click and see the watermelon mojito because it's, of course, you know, celebrating being outside, enjoying the, the nature. So it is a watermelon mojito. If you like watermelons and if God knows you like mojito, enjoy. Can you have stuff that, you know, again, spiritless mojitos absolutely i've seen them i'm not a fan of them all the time i do love a great mocktail don't get this twisted you can always substitute it out and make yourself a mocktail i'm not telling you i'm not against it i am for it i'm just saying that if you want to turn up on this good friday and enjoy a great cocktail the cocktail to enjoy would be again the watermelon mojito please find something to do this weekend that will challenge you that will build you up You should always find one activity to do over the weekend that you enjoy, meaning it can be separate from your family, separate from all the things. Just find one. Even if it's just sleeping in for one extra hour, do something good for yourself. Treat yourself good. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Conversations with Toy. Thank you for the love and the support that have been given to me throughout these last two years. Um, almost two years. And I'm so super grateful. So from my heart to yours, thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. We will be back next week. And I can't wait to see all of the things that we're going to accomplish within this next week. Make sure that you write your goals down because as we go into this next week, we want to make sure that we are getting as much as we can, but being smart about it, like working smarter, not harder. Happy Friday. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.